Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the Gospel reading from Matthew 3. You may be seated. In the, in the name of Jesus. What is seen along the banks of the Jordan River? John the Baptist, Johnny B, pulls a you shall not pass on his cousin, on cousin Jesus. You heard, you heard the scene, right? You, you heard what's, what's playing out here in our gospel reading. Johnny B tries to stiff arm JC from taking the plunge in the Jordan River, so murky and muddy, crying out, this isn't how it ought to be. Only Matthew records this bit of Johnny B saying N-O-N-O -no to J.C. Matthew 3, verses 13 and 14. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Now, Johnny B's baptism at his congregation, his parish, you know, called First Wilderness, is a four sinners only baptism. Only those who see how messed up and mixed up their lives are, only those who see their sin and feel as though God is so far, only those who see the damage they've done, leaving scar after scar. In other words, only sinners come to swim. At this river. But, 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 then, 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 Jesus, 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 <laughs> Jesus shows up. He's next in line, numbered with the transgressors, numbered with the sinners. Now, uh, you probably know this, Johnny B doesn't really keep a lot to himself. <laughs> I mean, he just told a bunch of the religious elite that they're a brood of vipers. So, uh, Johnny B., he lets Jesus uh, know exactly how he feels about this. He, uh, he, tells them, he tells him the problem with this picture. Come on, cuz! Jesus, really? This is all backwards. The splish splashing should be coming my way, not your way. You should be baptizing me. I have sin to confess. You don't. You have no sin to confess, Jesus you are out of line, so yeah, get out of this line. Read my lips, Jesus. No baptism for you. Mm -hmm. Call me the baptism Nazi. I really don't care. This, this, this is all wrong. <laughs> yeah, this isn't how it ought to be. Now with Jesus standing before Johnny B, he's feeling as though he's drowning. Drowning at sea. His entire worldview turned upside down. Everything that Johnny B. thought he knew, <laughs> being questioned, all of it, yeah. This uh, Jesus, this Messiah Jesus, not really living up to Johnny B.'s uh, thought on how the Messiah should live. Whatever expectations Johnny B. has for, for Jesus, his cousin, are being dashed to pieces before his very eyes, shipwrecking him, leaving him swimming in a sea, an ocean called the unknown. The unknown. 
Johnny B just woof, trying to keep his head above water, kicking like no other, crying out, this isn't how it ought to be. There's a lot in this life, this world, that can make us feel like we are drowning at sea. And we can find ourselves swimming right next to Johnny B, crying out, this isn't how it ought to be. On Friday, I was at Cedarburg Funeral Home in Frankenmuth for a visitation. A childhood friend from Frankentrost, Trina, got a call on Wednesday from the police that informed her that her husband was killed in a car accident. And now her kids were wondering, why isn't Daddy coming home? I was with dozens upon dozens of folks in that funeral home. And we were all thinking, this isn't how it ought to be. What is getting you crying out, God, this isn't how it ought to be? You're at lunch, at school, you pray before your meal, kids ridicule you, mock you, make fun of your faith. God, this isn't how it ought to be. You go all out for the company and the company just spits you out. God, this isn't how it ought to be. You make plans, but then, well, this breaks, that person is late, the dog runs away. God, this isn't how it ought to be. You're so faithful to a friend, caring, loving, always giving, giving that friend a listening ear. But then, et tu brute, stabs you in the back. God, this isn't how it ought to be. You raise a child in the faith. And now that child wants nothing to do with church, nothing to do with Jesus. God, this isn't how it ought to be. The results are read at the doctor's office, and you hear cancer or Parkinson's disease. Or it's bone on bone. Or there's really nothing we can do, just provide comfort. God, this isn't how it ought to be. You pray for healing, but now you find yourself standing at a freshly dug Grave. God, this isn't how it ought to be. Dear friends, there is so much in the sin-ravaged, sin-riddled, sin-wrecked world that can shipwreck us, leaving us treading water, swimming in that ocean, that sea called the unknown. We can't seem to find anything to hold on too tight. No one to help in sight. And all that's making us cry out, God, this isn't how it's supposed to be, seems to be pulling us down and down and down no matter how hard we fight. Soon it's going to be lights out, night, night. But that isn't all right. There is hope today, dear friends. Gospelly good news. Every one of us is going to leave here just bursting forth with joy. 
all because of this Jesus who does a cannonball in the Jordan River. I mean, there's Jesus staring at the Jordan River. And do you know what he sees? He sees every single one of our, this isn't how it's supposed to be. And he takes the plunge. He takes the plunge for you and for me so that he can make everything how it ought to be. Jesus knows exactly why he's in his swimming trunks right there along the banks of the Jordan River. Oh, he, he knows exactly why he's there. Johnny B ain't going to uh, stop JC. Too much at stake. Salvation on the line for you, for me, for this world. That's what Jesus says in our text, Matthew 3.15. But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. Everything wrong in this world will be righted, will be made right. That's why Jesus uses that word righteousness. What do you see in that word righteousness? R-I-G-H-T. Right. Right in the word, eh? Jesus comes to right every single wrong which the OT Old Testament reading gives us a preview of, like, uh, 700 years before the first Christmas, Isaiah 42, verses 6 and 7. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. Sounds a lot like Jesus' ministry, eh? Mm-hmm. Jesus, uh, he opens, during his earthly ministry, the eyes of the blind. He touches the untouchables and sends lepers away, healthy and whole. I mean, every single sick person he sends away with a clean bill of health. Everyone. But every person Jesus healed, what would happen eventually? They would get sick and die. For Jesus to make everything that is wrong right eternally, he had and did do something quite drastic. He takes the plunge. Jesus is baptized into our sin which is the capitalist source of all sorrow, all shakeups, all separations, all sicknesses, all suffering, all cemeteries. Praise be to God, <laughs> he did this. Yet Jesus gets drenched with every one of our this isn't how it's supposed to be and takes it to Calvary so that nothing, no one can drown and down you and me. That's the mission of Messiah. Jesus soaks up like a sponge your this isn't how it's supposed to be in mine. And we know this from what occurs following his baptism. Some pretty startling stuff. Verses 16 and 17. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately 
he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The open heaven, the spirit dove, the Father's voice. Oh, joy. Oh, yeah. These goodies, so much joy. How so, Pastor Aaron? Well, we're going to talk about them, okay, one by one, okay? <laughs> yes, we are. The open heaven. The open heaven. When Mama Eve and Papa Adam sank their pearly whites into that forbidden juicy fruit, they sank humanity, all of us, into one this isn't how it ought to be after, after another. We couldn't break out of that cycle. We don't have the strength, the wisdom, the muscle power. The paradise pearly's padlocked. This was our hellacious lot until Mother Mary had that teeny tiny tot. <laughs> oh, yes. Now there is no dead end with any this isn't how it ought to be. There's a way forward, a way through, a way, H-O-M-E, home, home, sweet home. Jesus doesn't have a place to lay his head in this life and world so that we now get a place to lay our heads forever in that life and world to come. We each have a place in that heavenly mansion we're all on our way home. We're going to get there. That's what the second goodie tells us. The spirit dove. Jesus, this mighty Messiah, is watermarked by the Holy Spirit to do a certain kind of business. The binding up all that's broken and busted business, which uh, the prophet Isaiah talks about in our OT Old Testament reading. Verses 1 through 3. Behold, my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights, I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. Justice, justice, justice. Now that word in Hebrew means the righting of wrongs. So this uh, spirit dove that descends on Jesus identifies him as the writer of wrongs par excellence. There will be peace. Where? 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 On earth. And it doesn't, like Vince Gill in that Christmas song wants us to think, it doesn't begin with you and me, okay? <laughs> How selfish of Vince Gill, man. It begins and ends with Jesus Christ, the crucified. Now that dove, the dove, is a symbol a universal symbol for, for what, for what, for what, for what? Peace! Peace! And Jesus lets loose this spirit dove of peace 
as he's being drowned and down in all of our this isn't how it ought to be at the tree on Calvary. Matthew 27, 50, and Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up. Now our translations say his spirit. There is no his in the Greek, okay? There's none. Only a definite article. Yielded up the spirit. The spirit. Well, light bulb. He lets loose the spirit dove of peace. And the father couldn't be more tickled, more proud of his boy as we heard on the banks of the Jordan River. This is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Now, it doesn't look like God the Father is a happy camper on the Friday we call good. Right? Uh, the Father gives his son the silent treatment. Uh, Jesus tells us that from the cross. Matthew 27, 46. In about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani. That is, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? What our sin deserves, nothing less than divine dismissal, dejection, denunciation, damnation, which Jesus gets when he becomes sin. Your sin, my sin, the world's sin, and his crucifixion, Survey that wondrous cross, dear friends, and see what's really going on. Soaked, swamped, swarmed, saturated with our sin, drenched with all that got us driven out of, kicked out of, booted out of our garden home, overwhelmed and overcome by every single, this isn't how it ought to be, and the Father pouring out every ounce of his wrath on his Son, flooding him. Drowning him, suffocating him, killing him, Jesus crucified, dead, buried. But God the Father knows how it ought to be. So on the third day, what does God the Father do? So proud of his boy. He lifts his son. He pulls his son up. Out of the depths of death itself. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. You know what this means now? There is now no, this isn't how it ought to be. That can drown and down you and me. So when you find yourself crying out, God, this isn't how it ought to be. Remember your baptism. Remember your baptism. And bust out saying with such joy, My Jesus, my Jesus took the plunge to be with me. And now he will make this, this, this right here, right, eternally. All that Jesus got at his baptism, he got for you and for me. I mean, think about it. Jesus didn't need anything that he got at his baptism. He already had that stuff, right? Those goodies from, from eternity. He got them for you and for me. The open heaven, the spirit dove, the Father's voice, 
And those three goodies will see us through every single, this isn't how it ought to be. They'll keep us afloat. They are like the best life preservers in the cosmos. How? Well, open heaven. We're going home. The Father's door is open to you and to me eternally. We're going home, all of us going home. There is no, this isn't how it ought to be that can slam the door in our face. The door is open, the light is on, the bed is made all for you. All for me. Homeward bound, baby. The spirit dove. Though with three splash the promise, and we're, we're going to see a lot of this going on in the next uh, several Sundays, okay, here at GLC. With three splash the promise, the spirit dove of peace flooded our entire being with peace. We have peace. When we are surrounded by a thousand, this isn't how it ought to be, we have that inward peace. The peace that this world can't give. The peace that surpasses all understanding. The peace that costs Jesus' passion. The peace that promises you and me that nothing knowing can drown and down us. Ever. No, not ever. In the Father's voice. Hey, when we are crying out, this isn't how it ought to be, we can feel like God hates us, that he's angry with us, that he's so distant from us, that he's taking us and tossing us out like a piece of garbage, a piece of trash. Nothing could be further from the truth, dear friends. That open heaven, what comes down from that open heaven, not a flood of rage from our Father. Only, only, his divine acceptance and approval. You are my beloved child. I'm so tickled pink with you, so delighted I have you. I'm not in the catch and release business. I caught you, and I'm not going to toss you back. I have you, and I will hold you from this time forth and even forevermore. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, when you cry out, this isn't how it ought to be. Jump into the font with Jesus. Do a daily dive. You don't swim alone. When you remember your baptism, look to the right of you and oh, who's swimming with you? Jesus. He's swimming with you. He's swimming with me. We're never alone. We're not going to sink to the bottom. He's going to keep us afloat. We can't get to the shores of the resurrection on our own, but, but Jesus, he's going to get us there. He's going to swim us all the way to the shores of the resurrection on the last day. We're going to stand on the dry land of the new heavens and the new earth in our resurrected Easter morning bods. That sea called the unknown? No more. All dried up. We're going to look around and we're going to see everything made brand spanking new. So good, so beautiful, so perfect, so right. We won't want to blink at all, period. And everything's going to finally make sense for you and for me. We're finally going to know how God used every bump, every bruise, every biff, every break for our benefit, our well-being. And we won't be able to stop saying, 
This is how it ought to be. And so we pray with such joy. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.